it's one of those days I kind of snuck off early into the prayer room for a while. So, so you all got here and I did not witness it. So uh, thank you for being here. You know, when we talk about, when we sing songs and, and we have words, and I, I always, when I, you know, I've started actually addressing that first song when uh, Eddie Watkins is singing, To Let God Do Its Thing. Um, I actually mention that now because I've had people really find a challenge with using the pronoun it when we talk about whatever that is. Whatever that thing is that we call God that goes by so many names. And so if you find yourself perfectly aligned and going, yeah, that works for me. Yahoo you. Um, and if you find yourself a little challenged, Yahoo you. Because you are contemplating what that word God and that concept of God means to you. And while we each have our own perspective of what God is, we each honor that in each other. Each one of us will always, and of necessity, as long as we are here in these human bodies, we will absolutely, positively, each one of us have some sort of slightly different and in some ways greatly, vastly different idea of what is it that we're really talking about when we use the word God. And because we have, for the most part, not all of us, um, I'm just curious, is anybody in the room actually raised in New Thought? Um, Kayla, you've been around for a whole lot of your raising up. <laughs> Kayla's been here since she was about that big, so we got Kayla here. Uh, but has anybody else um, actually been raised in New Thought? So most of us either came from some other faith tradition or no faith tradition. And so when we try to come together and and address our path of spirituality in a way that works for all of us, we have to allow that each one of us will perceive things differently. And that's okay. That's okay. Here within New Thought, when we talk about God, we are not talking about a gendered being. Everyone probably knows my all-time favorite Myrtle Fillmore quote, God is not a being with parts like a man. I love that line. I love that line. And neither is God a being with parts like a woman. So, So there are some... There are some people who find that disturbing and there are others for whom it kind of allows us to relax. And whatever your word is for that, some of us call it the, the divine mind, some of us call it the universe, some of us call it the infinite, some of us love to call it God or father, mother, whatever your term is, know that that is okay. And know that when we actually explicitly use that term, we are talking about that infinite field of all possibility and potential expressing in, through, and as each and every one of us. And that's what we're here to affirm, is that truth, that we are that, that there is no separation. 
that in our human humanness, we forget that. Sometimes, frequently, we forget that. We sometimes forget it more than we remember it. But every time we can draw ourselves back to the truth that we are that, by whatever name, then we can breathe. We can rem- remember that our intention really is to be a stand of peace, of joy, of love, that our intention is to be the holy words, the holy breath, the sacred love that that is. So I'm going to ask that you join me in this in this affirmation. You, we use the term the infinite. And you are free to use whatever term works for you. Releasing the things that are behind, I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. And so it truly is. Next slide, please. We've been looking at practices that we can exercise our skills with. And a lot of these practices are simply practices in consciousness and awareness. And finding ways to walk the spiritual path with all of these people who so rarely do what we want them to do. Really, 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 really. They rarely do what, they, what we want them to do. I don't even do what I want to do. I don't even do, I don't even. So, you know, um, one of my favorite Gandhi quotes, he was asked who was his, who was his most challenging adversary, who was his most, his most challenging enemy, and said, surely it would be the British, uh, the British occupying force. He said, no, 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 the British, we can work with them. And he said, I have to admit that the Indian people are a lot more difficult to deal with than the British. But by far, by far, the one that I have the hardest time working with is Mohandas K. Gandhi. <laughs> and I love that. I love that acknowledgement that, you know, here was this man that we looked to as really, I think we tend to look at Gandhi as sort of one of those human archetypes of peace and of commitment and just of everything that symbolizes what we know we will never do. We know we are never going to throw away all of our clothes, weave our own cloth, make our own things, and then just be a stand of peace and righteousness. We are not called to that. That's what he was called to. But to hear someone of that stature say, forget the British Army. I can deal with them. Forget the Indian people. I can handle that. Me, on the other hand, that's my biggest, biggest challenge. And so when we talk about these practices, that's what we're talking about is what are the things that we can do in our own life? to live more in alignment with the truth that we know. And so the first thing, and this one comes up a lot, release and forgive. I have not, and trust me, I have looked for loopholes, and I am a, I'm a good paperwork person. You know, if you want someone to read a car loan or an apartment lease or all of the 79 pages of a home purchase, I am your person. I have done those things for a living. Um, 
And, and I am the one that I zone in on the little details. I can't find any loopholes around forgiveness. I cannot find a single solitary loophole that says, well, you know, in that case, you're off the hook. You don't have to forgive there. It appears to me, and trust me, again, I have spent a lot of years looking, because we all have our, but that what that's over the line. That thing is over the line. I surely don't have to forgive that because everybody would agree with me. That is not forgivable. And I can find no spiritual basis for that. So since I since my job here is to is to share what I believe to be spiritual truth, I believe that forgiveness is non-negotiable and absolutely a requirement. I don't think we have to I don't think we have to forgive everybody everything today, but I think that today we have to be willing to forgive everybody everything. And if we can't be willing, we can be willing to be willing to be willing to be willing. And as we work with this path, we'll find ourselves approaching closer that intersection of forgiveness and actual belief. We have a lot of things in there that we can work with. Things like appreciation, gratitude. You know, gratitude is shown to be an exceedingly healthy psychological practice. And it helps you feel better. So, you know, sometimes it just comes down to practicality, and Unity actually has called itself practical Christianity or practical spirituality for years and years and years now. And the bottom line comes down to that thing, would you rather be happy or right? Would you rather be at peace, or would you rather make your stand in misery? And appreciation is what helps us to claim and focus on the good in our life. Literally everything can be falling apart around us, but hey, you know, we are still here, standing here, and I know it's not easy, and I don't mean it to sound like it's an easy Pollyanna kind of a thing. I understand it is not. I understand that appreciation and gratitude are sometimes really, really hard to find. And in that moment, we claim gratitude for the breath. I'm here breathing. That means I can change things. So we have obviously our, our things such as imagination, faith, understanding, willingness to do what is ours to do. And last week we talked about generosity, the practice of generosity or giving. And this week we're talking about receiving But I kind of wanted to put an asterisk by receiving. We're all so sort of used to hearing giving and receiving bundled up there together as you give. You know, actually the quote is not as you give you'll receive, but it's actually receive and give. Um, I'm sorry, I had those backwards. Uh, But as, as we know our good, as we trust that all we need is available to us, We are more able to be generous. Now, when it comes to receiving, receiving seems to be a little complicated for a lot of people. The first thing and the first reason why I wanted to put a little asterisk by that word receiving is because in truth, you already are and have everything that you could need. If you are the infinite in expression at the point you are, 
then why do we have to fear, worry, lack? If we already are the infinite in expression, if we already are that realm of all possibility, right here, right now at the point we are, what is it that we would need to receive? So the mere word receiving kind of in, implies a belief and an understanding that, there, that our good is separate from us. Does that make sense to you? If I'm waiting to receive something, that must mean that I think I don't have it. If I already have it, why am I waiting for something out there to give it to me? I already have it. Most of us have learned by this point in our lives, or hopefully even if we don't demonstrate it all the time, and most of us don't demonstrate it all the time, most of us have by this point realized that things like self-worth cannot be given to us externally. You can, be, you can get all the gold stars, you can get straight A's, you can have a whole house lined with trophies, you can have awards and medals and days named in your honor and the key to cities. And if you don't feel good about yourself, all of that is going to be a bit hollow for you. So we have most of us learned that truly receiving our good doesn't mean getting something from the outside, but it means allowing ourselves to accept that we already are that which we seek to be. And this bumps up against the concept of non-resistance. We've been brought up, a lot of us, in a culture that says that if somebody compliments you, that you should probably say something like, oh, that, that's nothing. It's nothing. No, it's not nothing. Someone has appreciated you. Someone has complimented you. Someone has generously shared their good thoughts about you with you. And for so many of us, the very first response was, oh, that didn't mean, that, that was nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. It's hard for us to simply say thank you and accept those good words. We find ourselves in a lot of instances actually resisting our own good. Oh, I could never have that. Why not? We see someone else has achieved something and say, well, I could never do that. Why not? Why not? It's a very inspiring thing, and and I'm going to give a little shout-out to a program on Netflix uh, at this point. If you have Netflix, uh, look for the series called Abstract, and look for the episode about Nira Oxman. And she is an amazing woman who is doing all sorts of stuff in the world of science, in the world of art, in the world of architecture, in the world of just... Con- and, and a couple of lines she said, you know, we're pretty close here. She's, she's uh, head of uh, uh, the media lab at MIT. So she's got credentials. Um, <laughs> she, she made a couple of comments to, sitting there as they were working with things, saying, you know, we're getting pretty close to working in the realm of consciousness here. And how do things actually grow into being? 
And it's just amazing to watch this woman just absolutely refuse to accept any limitations on what humans can accomplish. She does not care in the least if anybody wants to tell her that they can't do something. She just does not care in the least. She just kind of laughs a little bit and goes, Why not? Why can't we? And she's demonstrating through her life that things are possible that we did not know would be. So where is our resistance? When someone says something to us or when we see something inspiring or we hear something and, and we start off, we immediately start with the litany. Oh, I could never do that. I'm too old, too young, don't have enough education, I don't understand math, that'd be too hard, I'm on a limited income, Whatever it is, we have this whole entire, entire repertoire of reasons why we can't have our good. And so what I hope today will be, and, and it's going to be very little more talking of me and a whole lot of just meditation and guiding us into that place of acceptance If we truly believe that we are the infinite in expression, and that's something you are allowed to disagree about too, you know. I mean, it's okay for you to say, well, I don't know if I really do believe that. That's all right. That's a conversation for you to have. I had to have it. I think everybody who has come to a point of belief had to have a conversation with themselves around, what is it that I truly believe? But simply you're showing up, walking in the room, and speaking that word, I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am peace in the midst of all matters. What that says to me is that wherever you may be on the spectrum of ground, rock, hard, core belief, you are in a place of willingness to believe that. And, and many of you know, willingness in my mind is one of the best things that we can learn. So I'm going to start with an assumption that unless you were brought here kicking and screaming or if you were maybe just brought here being polite because somebody wanted you to come, that's okay. Thank you for doing that. And... In that case, you are welcome to sit and say, you know, I don't really believe all of this, but maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not, but if any, at any rate, it will help me understand the person who asked me to be here a little bit better. So I'm going to ask that we all just become still. <sighs> Take some breaths. There's actually a shift that I think happens when we allow ourselves to breathe. When we say take a breath, it kind of implies maybe we're taking something that we're not entitled to. We don't have to take anything from anybody. We simply allow ourselves to be still, to breathe that sacred holy breath, to know that whatever that is, whatever name we give it, which sustains life, that is life, that is love, 
has for whatever reason, and we may or may not know that, for whatever purpose, which may or may not be clear to us, we are here. And that must mean that we do have purpose and that there is a reason. We breathe together. We become still. The first step of Unity's affirmative prayer process is simply relaxation. So that's what we do now. Allow yourself that deep, full exhale that perhaps even allows your shoulders to relax. Breathe all the way down to your belly. Allow yourself to be completely filled with that spirit that is life. The next step in our process is to begin to focus. And for me, focus is more easily achieved with some type of music, some type of some type of words to remind me. And so I'm just going to invite you to enjoy and hear and allow this next song. As always, if you wish to sing, please feel free to do so. But we'll just allow ourselves to inhabit a deeper level of relaxed focus.
our focus on allowing. We prepare to move into the stillness of silence. 
we remind ourselves that we truly do through the truth that we are infinity expressing at the point we are that any sense of lack any sense of the need to be afraid is an illusion it's an illusion that we have agreed to somewhere along the line somewhere we have forgotten our truth in truth we are the infinite realm of all possibility and potential which has expressed itself right here right now here today in this room in through and as each and every single one of us surely we do inhabit separate human bodies surely we have each had different experiences and in this moment we are here together affirming the truth that we are whole that we are complete that we are necessary and that we are enough so i invite you now to simply move into that space of deep appreciation for that truth as you breathe we know that the breath is not something given by permission we simply breathe we know that our minds have their truth their home in the one mind and that that just as we somehow have forgotten we can choose in this moment to awaken and to know that there is no lack in spirit we don't have to measure up there is no limitation we are whole here now we allow this to be known at our deepest core we receive increased awareness we accept that that awareness is always available to us and we believe we offer our faculty of faith to say yes i believe as we rest together in stillness
as we move through this process of prayer moving from simple relaxation to the focus on allowing wholeness to meditation and stillness we come to the next step which is that of knowing of true realization and as we are in this space of knowing truth we claim our good in all things for those with whom we pray for those who have asked for our prayers for those who we know could use some light in their lives and expanding that out to all beings everywhere we claim this awareness of good for all beings everywhere if you have a friend or a loved one someone in particular that you wish to pray with and for simply allow them to be in your heart just picture them smiling just see them surrounded in that holy light of truth and realize that this space is also infinite we hold this space of good for literally everyone everywhere no matter what for those with whom we have perhaps shared difficult relationships for those we find it a challenge to place in our hearts we simply know truth realize that we don't have to fix anything we simply allow infinite good to be present expressing everywhere always no matter what feel the good within you feel the joy of knowing that in truth everything is provided and from that naturally grows gratitude and appreciation we close our time in prayer allowing ourselves to radiate forth gratitude and appreciation for every good thing and we allow that light that appreciation to enfold even those things that we may have labeled as less than and to know that even there good is present should we choose to claim it so we offer appreciation we offer willingness we offer ourselves the grace to remember when we have forgotten we offer ourselves the forgiveness which may seem to hold us we simply breathe know that this is so and so it is amen so a quote again from our metaphysics text 
As we give freely, we should not just stop with the pleasure of giving, but also make room for an additional experience receiving freely. It completes the law, creates balance, and is part of the same law that inspired us to give in the first place. Freely give, freely and gratefully receive. So as you go through your day today and as you go through your days of this week and on forward, I hope that you will pause regularly and just ask yourself one question. Am I open to the truth of my own good now? That's it. In some moments you will say, yeah, hey, I really am. I actually am. I actually am open and receptive and allowing and I am claiming all of the good that is mine right here, right now. And then in other moments you'll realize not so much and that's when we get to forgive ourselves. That's when we get to release. It's when we get to pause and breathe and remind ourselves. And if you realize that you're deeply mired in something Allow yourself to at, at the first point that you can. I know sometimes, sometimes you're doing human things and you just can't stop and go meditate someplace. But no matter where you are in consciousness, you can pause, you can take a breath and simply affirm, I allow good right here, right now. Simply allow good to be present right here and right now. So that's your homework. I hope you will find it enjoyable. Thank you, everyone.